This is your boy Rodney Perry King himself And you just tuned in on a very, very, very special end of the year episode I could not end the year of just doing the things without, you know what I'm saying Giving some credence to a very monumental, monumental TV television moment And we don't get many of those these days In the world of streaming, we can literally just all watch the shit at different times And feel what we feel whenever we feel it so it is what it is but this is, in all honesty, we all had to be, you had to be there. You had to be there. You had to be in your 20s and 30s. You had to just feel it. It had to be a lot of things. Like, this is going to be a moment we talk about forever. We're going to be quoting shit. We're going to be realized. We're going to be using archetypes of characters to be like, nah, see, nigga, you've been acting like Nathan, and this is something said in 2030. You feel me? That's what's going to happen. But I have here with me... Um. Two of my best friends, and as and as and as I think as a lot of people have realized is that their friendships have certainly came together, and probably even have uh, been on the on the brink of breaking up off of arguments from this damn show. We are talking about the insecure finale and just insecure as a whole and the impact of this show right now. Welcome, return guest, and truly, truly. Some of my favorite people, <laughs> Janice, Janice Brewer and Ty Coleman. How y'all feeling, sis? How y'all feeling? It's, it's fresh on y'all, on your minds, your hearts, and your heart's eyes. How y'all feeling right it's now? Fresh on my eyes. It's fresh on my eyes, baby. Ooh, I've been crying. I've been crying. Judge me. I can't. It can't be over. It's I over, hate. dog. It's over, dog. Yeah. It'll never be over in my heart. <laughs> it won't. And trust me. I'm gonna be thinking. I'm gonna be tweeting like, "Hey, I, hey, y'all just seen Issa and Lawrence. They, uh, I think they about to have a baby." I'm gonna tweet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that in my drafts tomorrow and just set and just set a schedule. I'm just schedule it out a few months from now, just so people can just get a random thing, you know, just a random reminder. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. life, life, cause life goes on, you know. But let's, 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 let's. You know, how you feeling, Ty? How you feeling after all this? I, it's such a bittersweet moment because, like, for once, the Black community came on time to watch the <laughs> show together, to tweet <laughs> together. We're never on time, but we were always on time for Insecure for sure Night. Was. Every time. Every time. You were coming back. You were meeting new people. You're connecting with friends across the world. And this show just... It just—I don't think they—they they knew the first season how great this show. Like this, this is going to be a show that I will tell not only my nieces and nephews about, but like my children. Like y'all need to watch Insecure. 
Yeah, go yeah, yeah go take that in. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I feel yeah, like cause... this is this is almost like required viewing for like your mid to late twenties. Like, if this is yes. like you like this is what you should like. If you turn twenty five, give them the insecure box set. <laughs> like, here you go. Just start watching them. You'll finish them in about you know what I'm saying like a good. I mean, it probably take a good two weeks. Here's a bottle if you watch of wine. Man. Yeah, here go. Yeah, a wine, wine in a box of, of you know DVDs. Bring a couple of your friends while you at it. Yeah, make it put it, put everybody on to the archives and just tap in because it because it's gonna be evergreen. It's gonna be timeless because they didn't um, they didn't do certain things. I think they did certain things that were objective enough. It wasn't like always like something that was just stuck in time. Like Lawrence and Issa broke up because. Lawrence seen her tweet, Daniel talking about, yeah, that dick was good last night type shit. It wasn't nothing like that. It was something that was just Screaming. genuinely <laughs> a situation. What? Man. You were acting like oof, oof, oof pussy was tight as hell last night. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, Issa D got the D. Tweet. Right. You know what's crazy though is that actually there, there's literally, if you notice, there wasn't too much social media use, but when it was, it was very much so like sparing. Like yeah. you think about the season, they used Facebook when Facebook was still a little prevalent, it was still a little relevant. Or pop in. Yes. And then as of recent, you know, using Twitter and Instagram, which are Instagram. people's yeah. preferences. Yeah. When it comes to social media, but it had, it wasn't like um, the main, it wasn't the main part. It wasn't a main character uh, no. or a recurring it was just, character. Yeah. It was like a small tool just to show like, we're just like you guys. We okay. still yeah. use social, but we're not going to make it like the focal point. Yeah. Right. So let's go, let's go through this. Let's go through this as best as I can. Cause I'm going to, you know, y'all, y'all were there too. So, you know, I'm going to definitely try to keep it in, in order and not try to bounce around too much. But we, we start this episode off with right after how we were, how basically I'm assuming right after we ended uh, last week's episode with the whole fight, uh, Nathan drives Issa home. Uh, Issa definitely is giving, you know, my nigga is mad. And I want to fix this. I want to be in a resolution-oriented position. So, hey, you want to come up? Do you want to talk? Um, and he was, just like so many niggas, had that rubbing his head, just... I don't know. <laughs> like, very much like, I don't know, man. I really don't know if we should even talk. I don't know what... We, we don't even gotta, I don't even got to get out the car, you know? Very early on. Should pre- we pretty much spoilers are in this episode? I mean, like, uh, should you yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I said I'm gonna talk about it. I said I'm gonna talk about it. Rodney. I got you. I got you. Getting like a disclaimer. No, I got you. I'm. I'm. I got you. But if you if you watching this, then what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? What the fuck are you doing? I mean, or if you listening to this, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? You childish. Yeah, you childish. Don't listen to this already. Like you trying to. You trying to. I watched the last season, the last episode twice, and cried on the docu series three times. Yeah. Let me tell you. So, but no. How did y'all feel about them getting right to it and pretty much creating creating some separation with Issa and Nathan out the out the gate? You know what? I'm gonna jump in first. You know what? And I think I said this to Janice. I think I was actually I asked for this. I was like, I hope if Issa and Nathan break up, they show a healthy breakup. Mm. And I think that's what we saw is like she's saying she wants to communicate. He feels like there's nothing to talk about. And he communicates like, I don't know if you want to go, go, go into it, but basically like, look, like there's nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, 
Like, you know, and I think that's the thing. Like, we always feel like it has to be some type of drama and stuff like that. And I, I know I told you, I was like, I hope if they do break up, they do show that it's very realistic to have a healthy breakup. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yes, just because it's healthy doesn't mean it's not going to hurt and be painful. But again, this is like even that shot of the first five minutes shows how very conscious the whole production of Insecure is about that because it's like we don't really see that as often. We see breakups where it's like you cheated on me or Mm. I caught you or Mm -hmm. something like that to where it's just like, you know what, like, how he said like this was a lot you know I was embarrassed you was embarrassed I was messy and I just I just think we just need to stop Mm. like you don't really see that and we don't even hear that in our own community talking about breakups but just to see it it's like more heartbreaking because it's like damn there's not much we can do but it's it is very healthy yeah quote unquote yeah that's real that's real what about you what about you Janice what do you think about them just getting right to that part not wasting no minutes. Oh, I'm not gonna hold you. I was pro Nathan. So let me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you are pro Nathan. Rod? No, I'm really, I'm really pro. Let me hear, let me clarify because Rodney and I have had plenty of heated arguments about. Look, I don't look. I don't know why anybody ever create try to create a team of him. The reason now, hear me out. The reason why is and and I'm gonna clarify. The reason why is because Nathan brought a lot. He brought a lot of things to the forefront that Issa thought she needed someone else to clarify for her. Okay. And, to have somebody believe in you when you don't know about yourself. I mean, yeah. even though, yes, you shouldn't depend on that person yeah. to feed you the mm-hmm. things you should feed yourself. It's something about growing. I don't know. I guess like I relate to the idea of like growing up and not necessarily being taught that, you know, you can do whatever you set your mind to. And then somebody telling you like you could go for it. You could really pull that shit off. Yeah. Um, I really wanted her to realize that for herself. And if that means that she needed someone to come in, even though this might sound toxic, like if she needed somebody to come in and kind of like shake her up to think that, then that's what I like. That's what I wanted for her. So I was pro Issa the whole time. Like if nothing else, pro Issa, not I mean, feeling like a failure and not feeling like she was gonna mess up and I okay. think when it came to them breaking up I agree with Ty it wasn't like a breakup is a breakup it's never gonna be perfect there's yeah. never gonna be yeah. a way where a breakup is not gonna hurt like in case yeah. you just really didn't like that person and that's a whole nother conversation yeah but I think he I, I'm actually happy that Nathan chose himself yes. like he and I think uh, we get mad because Nathan over and over again does choose himself like yes. before he chooses his partner he's like this isn't mentally good for me like when he wasn't like if we skip back to what season three season four season three yeah, when he three. left, even though he should have, I feel like he should have said something prior to. Like the simple fact is, is that you have to make sure that you're good yeah. to be able to contribute into a relationship. And if you feel like you're in a situation where you're continuously, and every, no relationship is easy, no relationship is simple. But if you have to, if you're going against yourself and your peace over and over again, and you can't seem to find a middle ground with your partner, or you feel like it's too much, you have to say that because you're sitting in something that's not going to serve you. Like. It's not going to do anything besides build up animosity or it's some kind of like negative feeling towards your partner. And that's not what you want either. So I'm happy, like Ty said, that they did um, end on the sense where she he said what he needed to say. She tried to say, well, let's try. And he was like, no. And she said, well, OK, and just kept pushing. Yeah. They tried. Because I, I, um, I, I, I want everyone to understand this is a Lawrence Hive podcast. This is a Lawrence uh-huh. Hive podcast. Get your Best Buy shirts. Get your Best Buy uh, credit cards out. Because 
I very much enjoyed that they got this out the way because I already w- was seeing <laughs> not you laughing. I got it out the way. I'm I'm glad they got it out the way because everybody kept. I, I, I felt so much. All right, we all we all have this inside joke of just you know believing that Issa really is our distant friend, and I really felt like see this and this is why me and her are friends because we think similarly. The way she wrote this whole episode is exactly. What I needed, what I needed. If nobody else needed it, I needed it. And so the way that she went about this was, um, I do think that it was an amicable split, which isn't often with uh, with breakups. But more than anything, everybody else, I think that was a part of the rules. I think that was a part of the throw off of people to create this like choice, uh, you know, dynamic within the episode. But at the end of the day, the biggest choice that she had to make was not about just Lawrence. It was really about her really believing and trusting that she's figured this shit out, that she's not a mess anymore, that she can believe in herself. She can believe in and her she ability. Can make decisions for herself. She and, she, and, she, and that was the thing. And she can just go with she it. Struggled, she struggled on making choices and making decisions. Yeah. And she like, like, you know what? I'm a I'm a stand ten toes down and just like make my decisions and like yeah. just believe it's gonna work out. Yeah, and even and I think even in a way. You can say that she even was already kind of leaning into that, even by saying, like, what do you want to do? Because the fact of the matter is out of her. It is it is her messiness that brought this on to Nathan. It is, you know, like, yes, Nathan has done his own wrongs in terms of ghosting her and kind of creating an unstable connection between them. But in this most immediate and recent sense of drama, it's like, baby girl, this was you that I almost, this was your thing that always had me fighting at somebody else's house. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't me. This was a yo thing. I was like, hey, what's going on? And he 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 got froggy. You know what I'm saying? Lawrence got hella froggy. He was just like, what's going on? That's all. Yo. Which is like, what's going on? This is my girl right now. And you just talk, you talking to a real love Jones and Lee. You feel me? And I don't like this. What's happening? <laughs> y'all, y'all by a tree? Standing, 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 semi, standing. I'm like, sir. Standing at least four feet away from each other. Y'all standing like a handhold away from each other. Like anything can happen. The mood is set. It's dark. And and more than likely, and more than likely, these niggas weren't whispering. So he probably heard a few pieces of that. So it's like you over here confessing your love to my girl. I already been getting energy from you all damn day. So now it's you're confirming what I already was feeling that you still fuck with her. But also, I probably could infer that. Because I know she she at least told me that y'all didn't work out. He had a you got a you had a baby and you moved. So yeah. So he could probably infer like, hey, you really ain't over this nigga and you broke up because of the circumstances more than you just not wanting to be with him. So that always was gonna create an insecurity for Nathan. So I think ultimately him choosing himself was really choosing peace of mind, because it's like Every other time he chose himself, it could have been coming from a lot more of a selfish place. And I think this is more about it's selfish, not selfish. You feel me? It's, you know, yeah. it's a little bit different, a little bit different. But no, then we move on. Then we move on to uh, what I believe to be. Uh, damn, let me get this uh, order right. Molly comes. Wasn't it Molly's birthday? No, Molly comes. Say, yeah, she she. Uh, Issa goes into her house. Molly comes and. Um, you know, oh, yeah, you, you yeah. had this exchange with you know with the mirror with Mira Issa and everything, mm-hmm. uh, which I I love how they kind of tied that they tied up everything for me, but they tied that part <laughs> up as well. Um, 
Molly just them them continuously showing that you know Molly and Issa Lily have always been there for each other. I love them pair the pair of jeans that Molly had on with the little it's like it had the ass cut out like the top part of the ass out. Y'all see that? It was yes. nice. I was like them. I like how Molly be dressing. That was nice. Um, Molly's let's talk about it real quick. Molly's outfits have never gone wrong. Yeah, they show they showed that she had money. They showed that she had money and she spent it. Yes, you feel I, me on clothes. I Molly always loved her outfits. That's one thing about Molly. I was like, ooh, I loved her outfits. She was always styling. She was styling and like supportive, supportive as fuck, you know what I'm saying? And then they jumped. And um and what was interesting, y'all tell me about this element of this whole episode. They kept jumping around, which we always knew they was gonna keep they was gonna more than likely play with time. I think everybody who's been a real diehard fan has been paying attention to all the things, knew they were gonna play with time. Um, before y'all, before y'all tell me y'all piece two things, we knew they was, they told us already they were going to play with time. And they also mm-hmm. told us the characters' birthdays. Well, the birthday areas of their birthdays. Yeah, they like, told us that they was next? like, oh yeah, Molly's birthday. Then it's going to be Tiffany's. Then it's Kelly's. Or they did that order. Like, but it, yes, but they gave us the, they gave us the, uh, Zodiac signs for the characters too. So we know yeah. that Molly is a Scorpio. Insecure HBO tweeted that. Was I not there for that? No, Insecure, Insecure, they they tweeted this. They tweeted this. Oh. Insecure HBO, they tweeted this like early this week and I didn't understand why they did. I thought they were just trying to be cute because, you know, Scorpio, you know, uh, Zodiacs and shit like that is just a thing. So they're just like, we're going to give you the character Zodiac because they only gave us those two Zodiac signs. They didn't tell you anybody else's on the show. They just retweeted. Issa? Issa was a Sagittarius. So, so when we talking about <laughs> not y'all, not y'all, not y'all, ooh. <laughs> so Molly's Molly's birthday is next, and so they all go, you know, corralling in, in Molly's house. Her parent, her parents are there. Uh, um, folks from um, Tory side of things, and then you know all their friends. So Molly's birthday is definitely in, in, yeah, and I believe it's a month. So a month has passed since. Uh, this whole, you know, situation with Nathan, this whole thing with at the party, because they said, are you going to be back next month? I believe they yeah. said in episode nine, are you going to be back next month for Molly's birthday? That's and what they said to like, Tiffany. I'll be back next month. I talked to uh, Derek, and I got talked to, uh, and he said it was fine. Yep, and so she back, and then so we literally were talking about maybe her birthday in October, November, and then we got another birthday being Issa's birthday happening either, either in, you know, sometime in November, late November, early December. So it's, it wasn't even that much time for when they jumped from Molly's birthday to Issa's birthday next. Mm-hmm. And um, what I, and, and that's what makes it all make sense in terms of why Nathan showed back up. How did y'all feel about them jumping around, though? Like, you know, just how they jumped around? Because they didn't tell us one year and this, that, or third until, like, the end. Until the end happened, yeah. it's the only time they told and us, I like, mean, one year passed. And I think they put little clues though, like the mm-hmm. not like the age on Issa's cake and stuff like that. So it's like yeah. if you're if you're a really active fan that you then you know. I think me and Janice noticed like the first season is like Issa's twenty nine. Yeah, she turned so 29. it's like you'll, yeah. So it's like okay, like you, which is wild because we'll all be turning twenty nine next year. Man. Um, but <laughs> I, I, oh, this is crazy. This is crazy. This I is think crazy. That's what makes rewatching the series a little wilder. <laughs> but this is a why. Little, a little wilder. But this it is why this is your required. This is why it's, I said it's a required viewing. If you turn twenty five, we were twenty five. If you turn twenty five and just go through the years, 
You know what I'm saying? Holding back well, these, you know? Yeah. Mm. I actually, I actually like that they weren't telling us, but the, I, but again, too, I think it was also like a good like brain exercise. I don't know if that's the right way I want to do for us to like kind of say like, okay, like we were not that far. Like we knew Molly's birthday was coming up, and and yeah. and Tiffany's back, so it's like we're not too far. So we're just kind of like you know, kind of guessing. Like it kind of kept us on our toes to see how far they would jump us. Yeah. So I wasn't really mad about that. I think. I, Honestly, I think I would have kind of got irritated if they were showing us like one month later, two months. Later. It's like, okay, y'all, we can't do all this. We yeah. just gotta slow yeah. with it. Like, yeah. let's just let's just slow with it. Let's, let's just jumping. see where we're going. Yeah, yeah. What about no you, sis? SpongeBob uh, intermissions. Oh yeah, oh. two years later. Yeah, nobody wanted that. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And I feel like I feel like that was. I, honestly, I believe they didn't do it because I think people would have been trapped in trying to define. If there is um, if either more or less time is needed, so it's like, hold on, Issa, it's been a year. You already dating another nigga, or it's been a this and that and the third. And it's like that ain't the point. That ain't the point. That ain't the part that matters. <laughs> like that ain't the part that matter. You know. I'm happy they didn't do that either. Also, because I feel like it would have, it would have kind of pulled you out of what was happening. In yeah. my opinion, I feel like if they yeah. would have markers of like in two months, two weeks you know five months like Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes I mean even when you're watching the show we're basing it off of our real life experience yeah and okay well we've been watching this series for the past six years and in reality these people have only been living for the past like two two and a half years in their universe and like that Mm. is the crazy part it's like wait when you really think about it that's really how life is though like the roller coaster like not rocking with somebody and then okay like we you know we spoke again and everybody's like wait what like yeah in a year in a year's time you could literally break up make up and break up again with the same one person and and and, and it's in its life and it's it's romance it's love you know what i'm saying and so yeah so you you have um molly's moment where i feel like molly honestly i like how they tied up molly's storyline um, especially yeah. from, just from that birthday scene, just of her like Molly has literally been with this nigga, and it's been he's been holding her down, been holding each other down, and she just keeps having these moments of nervousness, feeling like damn, like everything's really kind of going going well, like everything's mm-hmm. going right, and like I don't know if I can continuously stay in this calm place because I'm really just waiting on the other shoe to drop, you know, but it's not like sometimes it just really won't. And I think that was a beautiful thing to kind of get from Molly's storyline. It's just like, hey, girl, you kind of living in the bliss. You living in the dream right now, you know? And so you can live in that. You don't got to think that it's going to be any different or it's going to get worse. Just go with it because, because you know? You know, that's, I feel like, and this might sound weird, I felt like I related to Molly in that sense because sometimes when things are going too well, you just think that life is supposed to give you all this craziness. Mm-hmm. Like, you're supposed to be going through the toil and trot and toil, you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You're just going through the things, you're going through the phases, and like, you're just like, okay, when do I have a peace? And then when you experience peace, you're like, okay, when is the other shoe gonna drop? Okay. Yeah. yeah. The next thing gonna happen, and you have this like almost like this anxiety, this anticipation of like yeah. some like something messing up. So when yeah. it's not, it, most people end up doing it on like out of self sabotage. And yeah. I, we, I think we almost had a moment like that with with uh, Molly not too long ago too, like in the season where she was like gonna mess it up and like not continue on with this. So to even see 
how she's progressed through that and like not self-sabotaging or jumping the gun and just kind of riding it out and like tapering those natural reactions, those jumping yeah. reactions. And yeah. like, I love the growth that Molly has had over the series, even mm. though at some point she was like a true villain. Yeah, <laughs> she was. She's, she's, it's complete three, you know, 180. I was about to say 360. Yeah. Uh, complete 180. I think what was crazy, um, I believe it's one of the seven spiritual laws of success, you know, uncertainty, you know, leaning into uncertainty. You know, we really got to detach from the ideas that we kind of cling to. Like, yeah, things are perfect. Things feel good, whatever, whatever. Everything feels like it's going right. So you just only believe like the only way that the universe can balance this out if it equals to some really great negative or something got to be wrong. When in actuality, it's not how the world works. It's not how the universe works either. Like negativity and and the balancing out of your pure happiness is not by a product of like, oh, you real happy? Okay, we're going to bring something in to really fuck that shit up. Shake it up. It's like, no, it's the negativity. Negative, negative and positive are balances in like polarity. You know, you can still take certain lessons and certain moments and certain things and get something from them. Um, they have a use. They have a purpose. But you can live in the bliss. You know, and um, and lean into it lasting for as long as it will. And you got to be thankful and kind of present in that, because if you sitting there and had a good ass part person on the other side of you and you missed out on them because you were sitting there worried about them, worried about them doing something that was going to hurt your feelings and ultimately end up hurting theirs because you was so unsafe with them because of your own insecurity. It's mm. like, how can you how can you go somewhere with that? You know, because that's ultimately what that ends up being It's like you sitting here the whole time hoping that they don't hurt you, that you end up hurting them. And um, it's a weird thing, but it's like that's how it happens. So you manifested exactly what you say you were avoiding. There is your perfect negative because the perfect positive wasn't good for you. Obviously, it wasn't good enough. So you couldn't think past that. Like, don't fuck this up, don't fuck this up, don't fuck this up. But our brain doesn't process shit like that. Our brain sure. only processes affirming things. That's why anytime we say, I don't want to be late, I don't want to be late, your brain only hears, I'm going to, you're going to be late. <laughs> like, you're going to be late. It doesn't hear, don't be, you're going to be late. So this isn't work, this isn't, this isn't going to work, this isn't going to work, this isn't going to work. Okay, cool. This isn't going to work, for sure. It's what your brain, your brain only wants to be right. So... Self good, you know, really talking great things to yourself. I feel like her kind of having those moments and having Issa, honestly, it being Issa more than it being any nigga, it being Issa of all people to tell her, hey, it's okay. Don't, we need to, you need to celebrate yourself more. And her leaning into that, like, you're right. Thank you. I do need to celebrate me, you know? And like their, their friendship has truly became one for the ages. You know what I'm saying? Like it truly became one for the ages. And, um, Moving forward, even to the block, you feel me? She like she is celebrating in Crenshaw's uh, shop, and um, what a, and what a, and what a what a uh, what a boss that Issa has turned into because she literally walked into this thing ready to just take care of some business on her birthday. She didn't seem like that perturbed or mad about. It. She was like, "Look, man, we just need to handle this. I hope I'm hoping that it ain't this this like, bad or whatever. Like, whatever. Like, we're gonna have to figure it out before he come back. Like, and I'm like. Dang, that's crazy. Like, she's not even thinking about her birthday. She just like, I just want to get this together. And that's and that and that that scene right there, that quick little part to me was like, this is already uh, this is already a whole different purpose person in the first season. Like Issa would have been in right. shambles 
if it's her birthday and it's like this major issue that's her that's on her to fix. You know what I'm saying? Like she would have been in shambles if this was, you know, 29 year old Issa. You feel me? So it was beautiful just from that fake hypothetical that she was presenting herself to be a way more poised individual and like a boss. Like I said, so, but you see, we see, you know, we see herself, they get, they celebrating, they're getting money for the block and shit, you know what I'm saying? And, um, just and showing it. pouring back into Issa the way Issa was pouring into her for yeah, her birthday. Yeah, and, 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 and yeah, I love that. I love that. I loved all that. Just, so like, tell, Molly's like, we're here to celebrate you. So I feel like, I feel like people, uh, I just seen, I just seen a tweet about this. Um, and I think it's, you know, something that they show as a theme throughout. What do y'all think about just this message around um, friendships and birthdays? Because some, I think somebody tweeted like, this was deep that they use birthdays. It's these kind of points to jump around to. Because in all honesty, when you get a certain age and you start getting family and shit like that, this really does be the one time that your friends like really have the time to be able to be like, all right, I know you turning 29 on this day. What you doing? What you doing? <laughs> I might can't see you anytime before that or after that, depending on the year and what's going on. But I can definitely see you for your birthday. You know, how did y'all feel about that? Because that is us in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's why I was like, how did y'all feel? Like, I think, like, not even try to project our, like, trio dynamic is yeah. that, like, I think we try to have, like, random one-offs, like, let's meet for random holidays and stuff like that, but I will say that we always do come together for birthdays. Like, we're always trying to send a gift or be there, and I think, like, maybe this year was, like, one of the first years we honestly weren't all together for each other's birthday, yeah. but I do think a pretty good job and even like you saying that I'm like dang like even when they mentioned that last episode like oh we should always try to be there for each other's birthdays I'm like damn that's what me Rodney and Janice yeah. do like we always try to do that but I will say like I'm not gonna lie like when it was Molly's birthday I felt me and Janice in that scene because sure. she was like you know I don't like doing nothing for my birthday and Issa's mm. like look girl like and I'm like that's me telling her like look this mm. is something very intimate. Mm. Like we want to celebrate you. Like yeah. it's fine. And then especially Molly trying to figure out what to wear. Like I can, again, I saw Janice in that saying like, okay, I'm about to change my outfit again. And I'm over here like, all right, that's fine. Like, let's just kind of figure it out right now though. Yeah. But, yeah let's do this. Uh, People waiting on you. Yeah. You're running out of Prosecco. Yeah. Before, before, uh, before we fully move, move back into the Issa moment, I just want to say also peep at, maybe it's a little, you know, forward, but the fact that Molly's mom was able to meet Torian before everything else happened. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was, that was a, yeah. I didn't even notice that till you said and that. Like You're family, so right. Family and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Before. Yeah. I did and I, oh. her family was there. Torian's family was there. And like, even like Molly getting her insecurities, like about like, Oh, like, you know, the last time I met a nigga family, like it didn't go right. And Issa tapping into her, like, look, this is a whole new man. Like they love you. And even Issa doing, throwing in that joke again, like, of like, and if um, they don't, I'll make them hate me. Set the bar even lower. Like, it's just like, like hold you really, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, you said what? I said, I'm not going to hold you. I cackled at that. I cackled, I myself actually saying that like you know what I'll, I'll make them hate me so then yeah, we, we might not have to see it yeah they might not have to see half these people don't gotta see me again they gotta love yeah. you though exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, what, what happened to that rude ass bitch girl I don't even know um, but that gives 
that receiving though between I guess like to because I know I interrupted the Issa moment like going to, back to Issa's birthday like I think that's a huge thing because they continue to reassure each other to have their moments and I like going back to what Ty said like in our friendships like we, in our in Ty and I's friendship in particular mm-hmm. is really sick which is another reason why I was crying so hard okay mm-hmm. you know but like it's always a switch off on who's Issa and who's Molly yeah we have strongly, unfortunately, established that Ty is more Molly in some senses than I <laughs> A lot of have confirmed. I think I hate it. I think I've hated Molly because I've seen so much of myself in Molly. Like, it's about me right. that I have, but I'm like, yeah, like I'm definitely Molly. Like that's definitely me. Damn. So why do that and then watch it? Like we will always say, like somehow the insecure team has continuously followed us. Had to, had to. It's like consistent themes where we're like, it ain't no, it's no way they've mm-hmm. seen us talk about this. Like it ain't mm-hmm. no way. But literally, like the time, some of the conversations Ty and I really do have. Like when it's our time, we're like, nah, like it's no. But the other mm-hmm. person will pour the other and be like, hey, look, this is your yeah. moment. So yeah, and I, and I love, I love, I love that. That's what the show did. You know, um, that because was your love story. That was the, that was the true and most consistent love story throughout. The one that devastated us the most. Like, I think that was why last season was such a so such you know earth shattering type of season. Like I know y'all better not be trying to because this is before we even knew that it was going to be that the next season was going to be the last season. So imagine if we had all these things in context. Um, so we were just living in the moment, feeling like, damn, hold the fuck up! Like how the hell y'all breaking the girls? You can't be breaking up the group. What's going on? You know what I'm saying? the friendship breakup than they were about the Issa and Lawrence breakup. Like, people were mad about it, but I feel like going through and seeing them go through that, a lot of people were really, because again, it's like, that's the, I think that's the forefront of, like, the love story of Insecure is about friendship, particularly Issa and Molly's world. So I feel like a lot of people were really, like, it was a lot of people really hurt about that because, again, like, we don't talk about it, but, like, breakups include friendships, and it's like those where it's like, it's like, Y'all talk about a romantic breakup. Have y'all ever broke up with your best friend? It's like that shit. That shit. That shit go deep. That shit go deep. About not eating for days. Let's talk about not having an appetite for weeks. Okay, like you did. It don't feel. It don't feel great at all. Even when you have beef or any like legitimate issue with a person that you call a, a friend and especially that y'all been friends for so a long time that shit hurts it's weird that shit go that shit it's cut weird. deep that shit cut real deep and um i love i love the illustration of all of just you know two black women uh loving up on each other and being a part of an even greater group of people you know being you know a part of a foursome of sorts that uh everybody and i think that was honestly one of the best illustrations of to me how real how women really are in friendships like yeah. yeah it might be a group but it's like they friends and then they friends and they all friends you know exactly. what i'm saying like it's really like, you know what's really going on. yeah you know what i'm saying we know what's really going on because that's that's how it always really is and i think a lot of uh men outside looking in might see it as like a cattiness or be like how long so you ain't that cool with such and such or you be talking shit about but they don't be like they don't know like that's what women do sometimes we're like they're gonna they're gonna nag each other but they don't mean it's like that or, you know, so Kelly can be way more of a friend t- to Tiffany and kind of take Tiffany's bullshit and Tiffany takes Kelly's bullshit. Uh, but, they, you know, those two will talk shit about the other two and them two will talk shit about the other two. But ultimately, 
these are y'all girls. You know what I'm saying? These are these are these are the girls. You feel me? Um, I believe next was Lawrence. Was they jumped ahead into the uh, ne- to the next birthday, and it was Lawrence's birthday. And um, was it was am I, am I getting this in right, in right order? What was what was after Issa's birthday? I think it was. I, I'm pretty sure it was Lawrence, and then Lawrence to Kelly. No, Lawrence to Tiffany. Lawrence to Tiffany to Kelly. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So Lawrence comes into his house. You know what I'm saying? He's he's looking like you know he's feeling good or whatever. I'm not like sure. He just got off work. Like he just got off work, but he says to his mom. His mom is singing him a song. I think it's the first time we even seen his mom. Uh, we seen his dad before, and he okay, same man. Dad. Same man, but we never seen his mom. His mom looked great. And, oh no, uh, we did see the mom at when? the christening. Okay, okay, cool. I take that. I don't even remember seeing her. Um, his mom was like was nitpicking him about like certain oh, things. Oh right, the it was the party. That's what after. it was. That's what it was. Okay, okay. Because yeah. yeah, she 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 believed in yeah she she Jesus freak. That I remember that. She was the she was the main one that wanted the christening. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's I don't, always the mama. So. uh he, he, you know, he, he, he gets a paperweight gift from his dad, which is very much a dad ass gift. Um, and then, and then he can never have too many paperweights. Right. He, t- but the part that I think was, I, that I clocked and y'all tell me what y'all heard. Cause maybe I can heard it differently than I did. Didn't he say, did he say a third name when he said Condola and Ja? Or did he just say Condola and Ja? No, I feel like he said Condola and Ja. Okay, okay. Yeah, I I, maybe I'm, I don't know why I felt like I heard like a third person, like she had like they was like it was like a nigga or some shit like that. I was like, oh, you know. But I, I anywho, then Issa calls in the middle of this in the middle of this call, and he drops everything. He drops everything, and the sparks start to fly. Again. You're so dramatic. That was not that. <laughs> but no, so he 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 stop, he stops he stops everything and answers this phone call. Issa gets on the phone as only Issa can, and she's awkward as ever, as always. I think this man literally says hello, and she says like forty words, and really no real true thing of like why I'm calling you or anything until <laughs> until she gets these forty this forty word vomit out real quick. Um. What do y'all think that was? Was that a temperature check? What 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 the hell did she call him for? She just wanted because she didn't wish him happy birthday. Well, she just I, said I like, "Oh, was, I know it's your birthday." Oh, she never say happy birthday. I'm calling was, you to, you know. I think she was trying to do what Lawrence tried to do and Loki happy and what is to come later in the episode. I think it was like her trying to like ease in and like say like, hey, it's your birthday. Like this member, she does say like, I wanted to take you to dinner. But I think this part too, because you can say what happens afterwards, Rodney kind of shows that like, you know, like you just got to get that timing right. Like mm. I take it back. No, I do take it. We, y'all, we was have he to talking about back. his girlfriend? No, because no, actually what happened was, is they went to go see Tiffany that's the I Tiffany and the mom died and so it was like life is too short so it was yeah. one of those okay like, okay so that makes that makes more sense so so okay so happened to her so okay yeah. so they went to go see Tiffany in Denver great house miserable child do y'all see how old Simone looks though Simone, Simone hit it like three or four. Like she was walking in some old shit like that. Now that that fucked me up. That thing that's when I tweeted like this time shit fucking me up because I'm like, how old is this baby? Because exactly. didn't they leave and she was she walking when they when she left? Yeah, 
she was stand, she was like getting into like almost toddler stage so like you know when you're two you're probably like walking like you know it's some it's babies start walking at like around one and stuff like that okay. so it's like she okay. could be like two okay now I, I, look Look. And you know, T- Ty is TT extraordinaire. So I know, you know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And 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 I'm just like, how old is this baby? You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't too bad. She's probably like, she's probably she got to be three. She got to be two between two and three, right? Yeah, she probably liked the terrible twos. Okay, okay, that's cool, that's cool. But uh, finally, Tiffany, you know, admits to not liking where she, you know, where she lives, which we all kind of already knew. Already kind of felt, which was okay because that shit happens. Um, more than likely, I could see that world where they probably moved back to LA, uh, just you know, just for the sake of the happiness and shit. But then they get this news, you know, Molly gets this call from Curtis, her brother, that you know her mother passed away. Mm. Um, but I believe I can't remember. Uh, and it just and it, it it hit hard. It hit hard and it hit quick. I liked how they didn't linger in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Because I think we already went through that. Like we already felt like we already kind of assumed that that was that that, that was going to happen even early in the uh, season. And the fact that it didn't happen, it was like, all right, don't rehash this. I thought that when they cut it away, that it was going to time jump to like the funeral or something like that. But instead, it was to Lawrence. It was to Lawrence's house. And um, not sure how many months have passed. Not sure how, how much time has passed by that time. But Lauren's birthday comes around. And here What's we are. Sign? Oh, they didn't say. They, they, I'm telling you, they only tweeted them two signs. I don't know what Lauren's sign is. I wish they do do that. That way we just know, kind of like, can do the math or whatever. I want to do the math. I'm, I'm that type of nerdy nigga for that. You know, that's why they did. Get that's why they didn't do it. Yeah, because they'd be like, Lawrence is a, uh, and this is why he, uh, it would have been terrible. A Sagittarius placement with a with a blase block placement. We know how Aries men are. We know how Taurus men are. We know how Sagittarius. We know how Gemini men are. We we, we know they're gonna go crazy if they would have like let it be known that Nathan is a this and such and such is a that. Nathan was a Libra. That makes sense why he chose himself. It, it would have been it's terrible. That's the way. Rodney, the real reason why you feel in a way is because you just know people hate your sign, dog. It is okay. It, 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 <laughs> I. Love, I, I I adore Zodiac for what it what it could do for, in terms of just affirming and knowledge and certain insights, and I think that's more to do with my mom. I don't even thank the internet on that. That's my mom who who got me into that shit. But y'all, it's a, it's almost like it's almost like oh, I know a little bit about Zodiac. I'm proudly saying I'm a Gemini, and then I get out into that world, and be like, you just shut your stupid ass, shut your well, ass up. Like it's like it was like the world was like, nigga, we don't give a damn that you that you know all this shit, and that you that you stand proudly into your Zodiac sign because your mama done affirmed you as a Gemini as a child. <laughs> you get out in the world and find out everybody hates your sign, hates it with a with a passion. You know what I'm saying? It's it's fucking sad. It's honestly, it hurts. But well, Rodney, I am a part of the I love Gemini committee, so I appreciate it. I you know. <laughs> what you say? I I appreciated Gemini's until I started dating them. Y'all can look, go to hell on that. Look, you look. But as friends, as friends, I love y'all. You I can't. love y'all. Like, I feel, but, I feel like the way that Janice feels about Gemini's is the way I feel about Capricorns. Menaces when it comes to dating. Friends, <laughs> we do this part all night. So. I know, I know. Yeah, we got to move on. We're going to move on. But 
this was the first sign of me understanding that I'm about to get what personally I wanted because I've always been on Lawrence Hive, you feel me? And this was the first sign because he answered that phone. He had declined the date because he really did have plans, but you seen in his in his expression, and I think a lot of niggas probably has been in this space and place before being like, mm, damn, like, I really would have took you up on that. But I do got a little something coming through. You feel me? It is my birthday. And you are calling me the day of my birthday, trying to take me out on my birthday, during my birthday, with my birthday. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Tyler, the creator. Like, how you going? tried, and she had to figure out an opportunity that was her window. I, I get, look, sure. I've, sure. I've done, I've done toxic things like that, too, uh, Janice. You know what I'm saying? Her best friend's mother just died, and literally, we don't know how we have to do it before we don't know what was going to happen. Okay, it could be the end of the she world. Called she could have called that man. She could have called that man after the fact, after his birthday. How, how far? How soon that was, though? We don't know. Why is she thinking so about Lawrence? Pray. Why is she thinking about Lawrence? That close to Molly, Molly, Mama Death. Because they were talking about it in the in the episode. They were yeah, yes, about like, yes, she, she did. She did. Okay, yes. She said, and you know what? You know how much I love that Molly? Because y'all remember, it wasn't even like, it, it was, if y'all remember, and it feels good to kind of like that Molly kind of been low-key Team Lawrence the whole time, too. Because y'all remember in the first few seasons, in the first in the sex season, too, she her. was the one who went to go talk to Lawrence for her. She was the one who kept telling her, like, you need to, like, get this shit right. You do not need to fuck up this good man. Yes, it was coming from a place of, like, her feeling like, bitch, you got a good, you got a nigga, and you about to fuck that up. Like, how you out here being stingy with shit? You feel me? I don't even. I only got me one good nigga that that's on my couch, and you at least got a nigga on your couch. You feel me? <laughs> you got a nigga on your couch and a nigga in your, you know what I'm saying, on your bumper. Tough as hell right now. So what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So it was a little. It was coming from a particular place, but you could tell that she always knew her best friend to know that hey. You love this nigga. And you feel like you feel him more than you do anybody. And I've seen and I know you well enough to know that you love this nigga more than you love anybody. So I want you to be happy. And it don't got to make sense to nobody else. And I think that's a beautiful fucking message because a lot of motherfuckers be haters and be on some, no, leave the past in the past. It is what it is. It's like, but what does your friend want? Not what you would do. Not who you, not who you, how you would approach the situation what do you want? What's best for what your best friend? For but see, even going back to, let's remember though, Molly wasn't always pro Lawrence for a little second because the episode, like a couple episodes before, when all the girls were together and she was talking about everything, Tiffany was actually the one that was championing, like, okay, which I think we talked about before. Yeah. Like, okay, at the end of the day, the decision you make is not for everybody else. And the decision you make isn't going to be the decision everyone else makes. You have to do what's best for you and what yeah. sits right for you. Because, yeah. I, like I said, I think a lot of people have this weird perception that you're supposed to simulate to whatever everyone else is supposed to do. Like, yep. for linear, yep. healing, linear, yep. grieving, you're never, like, there is no math that says, okay, there's X amount of time that you're supposed to get over this person or, yeah. you know, if these this list of things then this is okay to take them back and this yeah. is the list of things okay you have to really figure that out for yourself like what's the most important thing for me out of this situation and I think a lot a lot of that like I think for both of them for Lisa for Issa and for Lawrence like Lawrence was also trying to wrap his head around like you know this girl cheated on me 
and all this other stuff. And with her, she's like, well, he, you know, he wasn't there and he was, you know, you know. doing stuff or he wasn't contributing financially. So I think okay. a lot of hear so many other people's opinions and we then download them to make our own. But sometimes we really have to like ignore those outside those outside factors and say, okay, well, at the end of the day, what do I really want to do? So Molly wasn't for him for like two episodes ago. She was like, what the hell are you calling him for? Get the fuck over it. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. And, but I feel like contextually Molly got her a nigga and that perspective changed because two episodes ago, her and Torian were still in the, in the, Infatuation, we ain't really crossed no boundaries as of yet. We just texted. We just texted. We in a text phase. We ain't went on no dates yet. You know what I'm saying? We ain't did nothing. And then episode by episode, that's why he came to that party. That's why, you know, time passed. And you know, she she gave him she gave him some in that cupboard. You feel me? In the cupboard. Next to the oodles and the damn noodles. Got that ass throbbed. Ooh. Off the edible. So you know it was good. You know what I'm saying? I love it for. And, and a full stomach. So it was off the edible and some fucking, you know what I'm saying, horse divorce. So I love it for her and Tori. So I'm glad that they kept that going. You know what I'm saying? Like, happy for Molly. She got her a nigga that love her dirty draws. You feel me? But um, then we move on. After the Lauren scene, they jump ahead yet again. Yet again to Kelly's birthday, right? Right, so they jump ahead to Kelly's birthday. Yeah, and Kelly is um, still with uh, the guy that was at, uh, which I believe is um, what's his name, Bland. What's his uh, real name? He James was also Bland. A wonderful director. He yeah. Was yeah. Oh, I love him. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So she got her new nigga. I don't know why they were. I, I, I didn't understand why they had some pause, like why Issa and um, Tiffany had that moment of like, oh, is she, you know, I guess a part of her like, uh, I guess cutting back, I guess it was celibacy was a part of that, but I, I didn't know when she was, you know, not drinking and all that. But I guess celibacy was a part of that, but I don't, I don't remember celibacy being an aspect of that, but that's what, that's what they, that's what they kind of made it seem. I think it was the fact that she didn't want kids at first. No, no, no. I'm talking about I'm talking about at the party for Molly's birthday when Tiffany came in. Issa, she had said to Issa like, "But I thought she was she was like, yeah, just go with it, go with it, or something like that." No, she was talking about getting over. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Like, girl, that is not a real thing. She's like, just, just run with Yeah, it. so, okay, so cool. So she was down and open to, you know, date people outside of her situation with Daniel in her head. Um, right. And then this man, I believe his name was, his character name was Desmond, Can't, comes back. He's standing, they looking good. She got all this green on, you feel me? Issa comes in um, with date in hand. Real silky looking nigga, too. Nigga had, nigga had, he had a real good beer regimen. And One thing Insecure gonna do is bring some fine ass men on the show. That's what I'm telling <laughs> every time. It ain't not one bad. <laughs> like man, I see on that show. He had about two, three good options that I was into. Okay, it was like two, three good options. I was like, Issa <laughs> stayed with a good option. Okay, but one thing be pulling one niggas. Thing Insecure is gonna do is highlight some fine ass black men, and I appreciate that. Issa be pulling. Issa be pulling some niggas, and it'd Hello. be funny. It'd be funny because it's like she. She's so 
she's so insecure. So, you know, why you got to be so insecure, girl? Um, nevertheless, she shows up and then they announce that they're having a damn baby. Kelly is having a damn baby. And I feel like I don't, I think for me, this is when I, because I was already overjoyed, kind of already feeling like, okay, this Lauren shit might pay off. I don't know yet, but we're going to keep watching. And so now that I'm just, now I'm tapped in with everybody else for real, for real now, because I, I kind of already felt like I was going to get what I want out of the whole situation. So I'm like, all right, okay. And sis had that baby. How'd y'all feel about learning that Kelly from first season to now is now turned into a person who was anti, who was wanting to live a child-free life, wanting to be on her wild, wild side, living, you know, living life, you know what I'm saying, on the edge, doing what the fuck she wants, saying whatever's on her mind, being that, you know, Jazzy ass black woman, you know what I'm saying? Who got her own, but independent and don't need a nigga for shit. Like now she literally is down to be partnered, be mothered, all that shit. You feel me? How'd y'all feel about that transformation? I think I love it, but it goes to what she said when she was um like talking through. She was like, I think Issa said it. She was like, I thought you said she, you didn't want a kid, and she was like, I don't want to. I don't want to have a kid with a nigga. She was like, but I want to have a kid with this nigga. And that's the thing. Like, sometimes somebody comes into your life and they change your whole perspective. Like, you can say you want something and it's not even like on no, like, manipulative, like, shit. It's mm. like, you know, like, a, a good man came into her life. Yeah. She thought she didn't want kids, but she was like, I just don't want kids with anybody. And she's like, I want to have this nigga's baby. And, you know, that just happens. But I was very shocked. At first, I thought she was going to be engaged, but then I was like, I don't know what she was about to announce. And I was like, oh, she about to announce she's pregnant. But I was actually here I for thought it was going to be engaged, too. Yeah, I thought she was going to be like, we're engaged. And I'm like, oh. But, I, but then, too, that shows, like, there's various perspectives when it comes to, like, taking the next step in relationships. It can either be you guys are you know, engaged or you guys are having a child and then engaged. Like, it just, it just varies. So yeah. it's just like, you know, that next step of the relationship is so I do like that they did highlight that too. Yeah. What, you, what about you, sis? Um, I definitely. First off, Ke- Kelly has held down the comedic role so harsh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for her to even have her win has been huge. Like priority. I feel like the fact that all these characters have like prioritized themselves in different ways. Um, really, just I don't know. It just excites me because I feel like a lot of people don't seem to do that too often. Yeah. But in Kelly's sense, like, I really do love the fact that she was like, I really, and maybe it's because, again, I have to put myself in the situation. I don't want just anybody kids. So nine times out of ten, I'm not about to have kids because I'm not just going, I'm not doing it. But I feel like for her, she was like, look, like, this is somebody I'm actually, like, treating me well. You know, I'm having it, or supposedly, we don't know the backstory, we don't know. But Let's just assume. (laughs) I hope hope that's a part of why she want to have a baby with the nigga. (laughs) Because also, Kelly has been, like, super known to, like, go from one dude to another dude on all seasons it's mm-hmm. always like a joke it's always like a kick that Kelly has always she, Kelly has always pulled a dude but she's always with a new dude every time you see her she's never consistently with someone so yeah. for her to say you know I really do want to build this unit with this person it's like huge because she's also you know been helping Molly out with her family and doing all this other stuff so the idea of Kelly in a familiar a familial space like even dealing with Simone yeah like it's a so I'm like, maybe she kind of grew into that idea as well for herself outside of the, you know, the guy being a part of her life. But yeah. 
enjoyed it. I still wanted to know what happened with her podcast for whatever reason. I just felt like they let that die. But yeah, yeah they did. Up. They did let they did let Kelly's Preguntas go. Her Preguntas. Yes. Yeah. Nah. Nah. She she's too busy doing butt stuff, as she said. But Issa said, "I can I could have died without knowing that." <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes a, a man walking your life with a butt plug too. Not just walking your life to make you want to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And sometimes. <laughs> but to move to moving on, to uh it jumps again to what I believe. Issa get ready, getting sexy for her new naked. Get yeah, getting and she looked good. Issa Ray looks mm-hmm. good, Josh. When she be when she be wanting to turn that shit on, she be putting that shit on, and I love it for her. And um, yeah, bro, you know she could tell she was stalling. I, I don't know what this moment and this time was. You know what I'm saying? I guess this is a part of the let me get, let me put something comfortable on. I felt like that was what they letting us see. Like what is the you getting your mind ready for some sex? look like for a woman sometimes so she was kind of in that in-between space I guess uh but she was thinking about I'm assuming that she was sitting there considering like damn one of my good friends is fucking about to have a baby like and she's made a decision that she thought that she was firmed on before like how she said she was like yeah I said I didn't in the past but like I made a different decision and she's like mm. like her mirror self says she was like you know we have all these great people and we're making decisions like them too and she's like yeah and we're on that path <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah. We are, yeah. Know. And then and then Lawrence calls. Uh-huh. And she says, You better not answer that damn phone. You better not which to me is funny because I think that was the moment where you realized that, oh, or you remember you're at least realizing in hindsight after you know, once you watch it in full, that scene was the moment where you realize, oh, this mirror version of Issa has always just been the personification of her insecurities and just the overanalyzing, the self-talk, the in your head about it other than just pulling the trigger to do what you feel like you kind of want to do. And then you, so she's making decisions from a space that feels like this uh, conference call with self that brought in so much information that maybe is not even needed for you to make this decision for yourself, which we do all the time. Like, well, I was like, but what about this? What about that? Let me not do this. We be trying to do pre-damage control before anything happens. It's, it's so many things have happened. I put myself in that scenario a, mu- a bunch of times, and it's it's it fucks with you to learn. Oh, I could have, <laughs> I could just did that. I could have just chose the easiest thing, and you would have been fine with that. But because I didn't choose it, now I'm picking up the pieces. Cause that's all. Cause I made the decision that honestly was the worst one, or not even the worst one, just not not the easiest, the most difficult. So it's to me, I think that was what that show was like. Oh, this mirror, this whole like back and forth that we've enjoyed has been a symbol of this show. Um, really was the thing that kept us understanding. Like she's still insecure about something. She's still insecure about some element of her life because she has to kind of keep doing this back and forth. Um, but then, yeah, they, they, then the scene moves on to what's the next one? What's the next jump? They jump in this one. It's not just the next. It's not just later on. It's, I feel like it goes to. Uh, it it's, his birthday. Whose birthday? No. Did it go that? No, it went to her. And, did it go to her in the office? Hold on. Look, I don't play these events. I will do it for I think. No, I think it does go to her in the office when Lawrence comes. I think so. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I want to say yes. So, yes, um, she's, she's uh, no, you know, I feel like it starts with her during the day, and then it goes, it, like, changes, and she calls him. Like, I think she, it starts, 
during um I can't turn my TV back on. I'm trying to remember it. So she she because she was can you remember they move they move stuff in during the day. They call yeah, I was about to say she goes in with uh her assistant into yeah. the office on the block and she's talking to Molly because her and Molly finally got on the phone. It's Molly's birthday again. That's what it was. It was Molly's birthday, and she's telling mm-hmm. Molly and so Molly has longer hair now. Yeah, so it's been a so hair. it's been a full year now. And this is the first year without her mom. Mm-hmm. It was the first year without her mom celebrating her birthday. She was just like, she was just here last year, you know. And we also got a great uh, payoff, you know, because I know y'all both listen to Insecurity. And we also see, oh, you don't? It's okay. Ty does. It was, on Insecurity, thanks to Crystal and Fran, they were already talking about, oh, it seems like they are foreshadowing that uh, Molly and Kelly are going to work together. Which they said that yeah. at the uh, at Issa's birthday party the year prior. Um, yeah, when she was like, she was like, "I'm gonna call you tomorrow." She was yeah. like, "I'm gonna call you tomorrow." To make it to be a part of the state division of the of uh, the law firm. So obviously she did do that. She did come on, and she was sitting there telling the girl, "Go to go to fuck on." Which to me I thought was beautiful. Show because that's a that's a different level of friendship if you also want to be coworkers. You know what I'm saying? So that's definitely an evolution. Um, of of just a, a whole nother person, a friendship, and probably exactly what Kelly needed too, because her 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 person is gone. So it's like you might need to lean in on your other your other friends, your other group. You know what I'm saying in a different way. Um, just because you got this person who's your usually your main go to is coming from a distance. Um, but later on in that night, in that night, we had the climax of the entire episode given to us in. Pure high definition. <laughs> uh, but no, we get uh, Issa at night, still unpacking, still kind of, you know, in our office alone. Um, it's great space. Seemed like a really, you know, great space that they're moving into. The block is making money out here. You feel me? Issa's doing well out here. She seems like she's definitely budgeting and shit. You feel me? I love it for her. Uh, but she calls this nigga up and he walks in. Looking very Lawrence-like, you know. With a, I feel like he had a sweater on too. He's nigga, nigga loves sweaters in LA. I see. You know what I'm saying? It must really be chilly sometimes. Um, it was short sleeve. Yeah. Was it a sweater though? It was more like polo-y. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but my nigga comes in. You know what I'm saying? Looking like he definitely went to the barbershop. Maybe Nathan's barbershop. Who knows? Anywho, uh, <laughs> that would have been petty if he did though comes in and Issa does her Issa thing nervously expects a tour did did y'all expect for this moment to be what it became because ultimately it was the rekindling she said that she feels like she we you know I had to believe in myself and just figure this shit out you know hey I just realized you really team Lawrence because we skipped something very important. What, what we we skipped Nathan popping up at Issa's birthday party. Yeah, 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 I thought about that however many minutes ago, but I was like, we already too deep. We ain't even too deep. And because I'm called Nathan, we don't go to the fact that they Okay. Okay, before we tie the bow into the what it is and what it forever will be because it's in stone now, we can rewind back here. So. It's Issa's birthday. Molly is petrified by the sight of Nathan coming through the door. Because it's like, oh, shit, Again, this nigga here. a definite me and Janice moment. Like, that, like, oh, shit. 
Like your your yeah. old your old work has just stepped through the door. How did y'all how did y'all feel about that exchange though? In terms of him just saying, you know, every he's actually feeling because she seemed to kind of lit up a little bit when he said it's starting he to feel said, like, like home. It's starting to feel like home yeah. because again he kept feeling like home. he had to run away. There was he home. said he wanted to run away like at least two times, but I know at least three times. So again, I think it felt good to show that it, after a breakup, you can still be health like a healthy cordial. I don't think they'll be like best of friends, but yeah, it's no. even like how it end with like the their own type of like friendly banter. Like when she called him like Mansford and stuff like that. Like it's just like even the closure. Like of course, like everybody's like you know the joke. Like you're never gonna get closure and stuff like that. But I feel like it was that ending of them, like, her being, like, you know, him saying, like, you know, everything's been, he's, like, everything's been good, like, you know, like, here's a donation, but honestly, like, it's starting to feel like home to me, because, again, I think that was such a big thing for Nathan that Issa was so concerned about with him, is that he didn't feel like he could, you know, grow into, like, moving from Houston and coming here and stuff like that, and he is making his own footprint, and then even, you know, Issa saying, like, you know, regardless of everything that happened, like, you know, they say people come in your life for a season and I, I just know every part that you were here for, I appreciated and I loved it. I hope you don't regret my season in your life. And he's like, I don't. Yes. Yeah. So tied up with like, I guess kind of going back to that anxiousness or like trying to think ahead. A lot of people in our generation, from what I see, we always try to jump the gun. Like, oh, is this going to be my person? Oh, like, I want to just make this work. And it's like, bro, I can't even enjoy the actual moments I have with you, whether it works or not. So yeah. I'm so busy go ahead yeah. that I didn't even get the fruits of whatever came from us in relation with each other. Yeah. So I loved at that moment where they were able to say like, no, like, with all sureness, I know for a fact that you being in my life did something for me, whether yeah. or not it worked out. And yeah. a lot of people. Can- yeah, that's real. That's real. That's that's real decent, too, that that's the uh, that that's how they hashed it out. I, I already kind of predicted that he was going to choose himself and continue to choose himself and not really waver on it. I didn't think it was going to be this like. But he's uh, or I didn't think they was going to do the back and forth. I, I didn't see but that. I started do but that can be a hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about the wrong thing. He 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 he, he left. He he made sure he made sure he was gone when he left. You understand? Um, he did. That was exactly what he did. But to the moment, to the climax of the of the season finale of Insecure HBO Max, we have Issa Lawrence standing yet again in front of each other. Which they've broken my the trend of having these deep conversations in kitchens um, because they were just standing in the middle of a, a big old lofty space and the kitchen was down the hall. You heard how they mentioned it, though, which I thought was interesting because they used to be having these deep little moments in kitchens. Uh, but she exchanged with him saying that she really had to talking about herself, talking about her business, talking about her passions, had to really just believe that it was going to work and just stick it out and just try. And here she is with a fucking office that she's standing in where she's the boss of, where she's the, the owner of, where she got employees. You know what I'm saying? She got some, she writing checks. You feel me? And he comes back and says, you know, you went from, we got y'all to, I got mine. Again, something that me and Janice both loves, their banter. Their banter always. It was love. It's always love. Right here. It's always love between them. 
And he always, always he he loved her awkward ass. You know what I'm saying? It's like he, lo- he, he loved like her awkward ass. It. Like he just it just fit. It Ooh. fit. It always fit. That's all. That's that's why. That's why. That's look. <laughs> and I dead ass was just playing a whole bunch of yeah, but on the way to on the way down here. So this was just it. It just felt. I just I just felt so confirmed because I'm like. Not only is this a Yeba song, but it's like a good ass Yeba song too. Like one that stick like grits, distance was playing. And just it was hidden. And then he had this like awkward moment of some some the cup dropping and all this and that. But it was beautiful. They are back, baby. It's time. It's feeling like 2016 again. <laughs> but I like that it wasn't too much pressure though, because I feel yeah. like We've already had a very strong like episode with just Lawrence and Issa, which I don't think we ever got just them or like them like purely. Besides, what is it? Episode season four, episode nine, episode eight, one of them. My fave. Um, oh, you talking about where they went on a date? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sat down and really low key happy, it. right? Yes. So fucking good. That that shit was so good. So kiss. But when it came to this this particular scene, it wasn't too much wasn't too much pressure about their relationship, which was why it kind of confused I'm not gonna lie, it kind of confused me when they went to Molly's wedding. Cause yeah. I was like, okay. By herself, everybody got their significant others. What the hell? Nah, yeah, I think that was just dramatic effect. I think they wanted to like for us to be to, like, wait, like, did it not work out? I think they wanted that, but also what ultimately to me, I, I believe it was was showing that Issa was really taken in the moment. Like Issa was really present in the moment. Like this is my fucking best friend. She getting married in fucking Greece. She was like, and shit. You know what I'm saying? Girl. Like, <laughs> like she was really looking like like that proud mama with the cup just. Look at my babies and them opening their gifts. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where she was coming from, and it was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Because they kept they kept the distance playing, they kept it going. You know what I'm saying? Then they, and they allowed her to have that moment as a best friend to say, like, you know, like I've seen like like the jokes we've seen on TikTok, like when you get hyped that your friend get married because you know all the bullshit she went through with men and stuff like yeah. that. It's like you look back and you like. Damn, like my girl is happy, and then like all the stuff she went through. Like this is a moment for her. Like yeah, it, this is what she worked for. Why, like it was a dramatic effect. Like wait, like is Lawrence there? But then at the same time too, it's like it allows that breathing room. Like you said, Rodney, to show like the the moments as a friend to see you in your element to be proud and happy for you. Yeah, like be- yeah, and, and because it's not about Issa coming to a damn her best friend's wedding single. You know what I'm saying? No, like that shouldn't even 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 if that was the case, that it shouldn't even be about that. You know what I'm saying? So even though she did come, it's still not about that. But see, that's the thing. I feel like the way they played it was well because it was such a flash forward that you took in the moment that you're like, okay, wait, who's getting fucking married? Like that's mm-hmm. the first thing. Mm-hmm. But then, somewhere in the back of your head, I think the moment, like, because at the at the moment I didn't notice or didn't think about, oh, like where's Lawrence or what's going on. I was just like, wow. Got married, like hold mm-hmm. on. And yeah. if you remember seeing somebody time. get engaged was a huge thing for her in the first season. Yeah, the first exactly. You know, watch this, uh, his, his, this like very ambiguously kind of white Asian woman. Yeah, like engaged to this black man, Jamal, and our girl is getting married to the right person, the mm-hmm. right person. Yeah. And so to 
all of that was already like a thing in itself. I think it was like once it settled in that, okay, you know, so-and-so was getting, you know, dramatically one person was getting plucked by their man. The next person was getting plucked by their man. So you kind of sit there and you like, wow, mm-hmm. like. Tiffany was pregnant that. again. Yeah, Tiffany again. Like, so you like, okay. Some time uh, has I passed. Guess. Yeah. Right. Oh, how much time, pregnant. how much time she y'all think pregnant. passed though? She was pregnant again. How, how much time? Yeah, she was she was standing right next to Issa with a with a belly. How much time that do y'all think passed though? Third birthday on the, the episode. Because the first birthday was when they were all together. The second episode was when she was going with Torian, which I'm assuming maybe he proposed to her. And then the third birth or yeah. Remember say, Molly least, had two birthdays and Issa had two birthdays in this episode. Yeah, at least two birthdays had to pass at that point. So do y'all do y'all think it was a whole nother year that passed by that time? I'm gonna assume because, like, because looking at how far along uh, Tiffany Tiffany had a really big belly, so that was that looked like a good six between six and eight month belly. And also, six I mean six month to eight month belly. Supposedly Kelly was pregnant too around the time that they had last talked. Like and they went up, they just didn't confirm to show the baby, but I get it. Why she probably don't bring a baby to Greece or right, wherever right. wherever they were France or wherever they were. Yeah, I was supposed to say, so obviously Kelly didn't have the baby. Freaking, what's her name? Is pregnant again. Like, so, and her hair isn't black anymore. So it's just a lot of time. A lot of, a lot of changes, right? Uh, I love the, you know, little shot of, you know, Molly's mom, like the table, how they did that. I thought that was beautiful. A great little way I to pause at the crowd. So that that was, they, they, they really good with, they just, you know, very, all the, they, they never waste a shot in this show. And I love that. They never wasted a <laughs> shot. And, um, you have that moment in the bathroom when she's helping her take off her dress. And um, you can tell this this like feeling of. Um, oh, I'm about to cry thinking about it. Oh, it's, it's, it was. Yeah, I, I, all I like because I mean, obviously, you know, I could only uh, project project my um, my own kind of scenario of, you know, being in that type of position. And I think it uh, what was the most interesting, what I felt the most was like it feeling like um, it feeling like the anti ball and chain type of uh, experience. Like I feel like the a whole idea that when you get married that you gotta like that you lose your people. You know what I'm saying for the for the worst of worst. Like nigga, you a married nigga. We ain't gonna ever see you again. I just in the third. I think that was what was kind of happening in Molly's mind. Was like, damn, I'm about to get married. Like. Like you're my fucking best friend. I'm like now I gotta make room for somebody, <laughs> somebody else, and I've never had to in that way. And I like dead ass gotta make room for somebody else. But you're my best fucking friend. Like I don't ever want it to fit because it feels. I guess it's the thought of feeling like your bandwidth is now having to be taken away from them so that you can give more to them. I think that was. I think that's why that's the feeling for a lot of people. It's like oh I gotta kind of like not be as. Um, I don't even say not be as attentive, but just I have to give more to somebody else. And you're probably the person I've been giving the most to outside of my, you know, outside of my family and people that I would see obligation. You're my person that I do the most for. You're the person I do so much for. So now I literally have a person who may be the person I do the most for now because we live together. We're partners and so on and so forth. So it is this feeling of feeling like, damn, like. The motherfucker who is always on my mind that I'm always worried about is now having to kind of share space with a whole other nigga too. And that's what I took from that moment of feeling like, damn, I really got to process this is I got to like make, like increase my bandwidth, increase my heart with, you know? 
I'm about to say that's I how that's how that's how I took it. That's how I took it of her being I, like, "This is a moment." Was, I took it. It was after I took the. It, oh, you go, sis. Oh, I was about to say it was after the wedding, so I feel like it was more just like, "Bro, I just got married." Like, wow, bitch, you really married? Like, and it's like, wow, we really done been through some things together. <laughs> really been holding me down like before this human even appeared and I mean when you think about your friends dating people you kind of like you kind of learn how to share the person like getting me like once a person starts bringing a new person into their lives once like either one of you guys start dating someone I have to learn to be like okay there's this new person kind of coming in so my presence isn't going to be as present as it usually is and that's fair and I have to figure out okay you know how we both have to figure out okay how can we make this relationship continue with this new person and as they continue to grow more importance in your life that doesn't mean that I have to minimize myself but we just we try and figure out how to prioritize our relationship to make sure we can continue to have one Mm. and I think like you know like I said my assumption is is that when she you know when she had her last birthday and they were on the phone and Kelly told her like to leave I'm assuming he was proposing to her could be totally lying that's what I assume too but I feel like that was just aside from niggas I think that was the truest like we are this is a real relationship that I've been holding on to that has really been holding me down that has seen me through so much stuff and I just want to say thank you mm-hmm. and I feel like that's really what that was for me like it was one of those like I love you and I thank you for like seeing me through all these things and seeing me up until this point and mm-hmm. the bad the good the indifferent like you literally saw me and loved me for who I am as a human like yeah not- yeah like in the most form and it was just so genuine because again I think like as friends like like how even when Issa when she was like you know thank you Issa I I was like I knew I know it's about to get dramatic and she was like oh thank you and Issa like yeah girl I got you she's like nah and I'm over here like here she go yeah yeah because you ain't about to you ain't about to make this small you ain't about to make this just no casual thank you as like a as a friend or as a close best friend like you get what I'm saying like she's helping her take off her like this is things that like you do without even second guessing like say when Janice gets married or even like Raven gets married and stuff like that like which we say and it's like you know I could see something happen and they're just like you know oh thank you and I'm like you know it's fine it's like you you sit and realize like no like you this is a big part of my life and you have been here to show me what love could look like and to receive it and without you I wouldn't be in this space. I wouldn't be able to receive it from someone in a romantic way. Mm-hmm. Man, so, I, I swear, good. I swear, to, I swear to God, it's it's a trip. And and I, poof, poof, that's a that's real. That's so real. Um, damn, what was next? Um, I did love, I did love the subtle tap when Lawrence came in because first of all, I tweeted it. Lawrence looked good as hell at that wedding. <laughs> <laughs> he had that all black on that beard was looking full and <laughs> like, like Issa was just dropping pussy juice all over that face. I, what, I, what, I, what I will, so, I, I pointed out that particular part, what I will take from him is like, I, I got to go back and watch it, but he was doing something particular with his hands. Did y'all notice that? He was like that? holding her hand. But it was like she kind of wasn't holding his back. It was like he was just trying to touch her. Yeah, like, yeah, he just wanted to touch her. I gotta take down because it, it just looked it just looked smooth because she just seemed yeah because it was it was just seemed like a great like move of being like yeah I'm here but I'm not like you know smothering I'm just letting you know I'm here. 
like have your moment. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, let's get into it. Let's, let's let's get on this dance slow. You know what I'm saying? Get this electric slide going. Um, so he was holding her wrist. Okay. What was happening? It was very softly. He was just rubbing. I like that. Feet. I like that. I like oh, that type of up? shit. I like I that. I like that type of shit. Okay, good, good. And then we jump to uh, I believe this says a one year later, right? I think it does. I think this is the only time like they the say last, one year later is they give like the final act, and it jumps. Mm-hmm. It jumps to Issa in an office. Mm-hmm. Um, at her office, her hair is long as hell. You know what I'm saying? All, you know, um, great weaves. You know what I'm saying? Great, great, great things happening. You feel me? Shout out to the stylist. Cause they kept it together. Even 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 broke Issa's hair always looked nice to me. Um, mm-hmm. Like I think Issa, if she did anything, she kept that hair done. Which I which I think is just always been black women magic. You know what I'm saying? It's plenty. It's plenty of women living check to check with a good hair with I a good like updo. Various styles you can have as a black woman with natural hair. That's what I love. Highlight these various styles you can have with your natural hair. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, somebody need to make a, a like a you know yeah, one of them old pictures. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Yeah, because it was short at the beginning. You're right. You're so right. Just like fro, and then they Tight. started playing around a little bit with the colors. Like, they were really, it was, if you watch the series over, literally her hair grew with her for sure. I love that. But um, unbeknownst to us, it's her birthday as well. But she's pretty much finishing things up at her office early because it's the middle of the day. Gets into her Alexis. That with red. The, with the block. You know what I'm saying? The block on the building now, you feel me? And she drives off and she goes for a long drive home. You know what I'm saying? And rolls by everywhere. She goes back to the old department, the dunes. She could she roll up through Englewood real quick and um just ride through. She goes see we got y'all. We see Frida with a short haircut looking like she in the boss lady spot now, telling folks what to do. Um we, we we see uh oh we see uh, Thug Yoda at the Dooms. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Playing with his daughter, you feel me? Um, we see uh, they roll by the Rite Aid and a nigga mm-hmm. in a, a Best Buy shirt is coming out the Rite Aid, walking to his car, which is just like, hot. that's a cute way to button it up. Um, what other little little shout out and little call outs they gave us? Um, that was I it. Think that was it. They shot that we got y'all, the Dunes. They the, were uh, but it wasn't, I don't think it was anything too, too crazy. I, or maybe it could have been the the club they started at when they did Broken Pussy. Probably, Maybe. probably. I think that's what that was, yeah. The club did Broken Pussy. They then, did start there. Then she pulls up to this very, you know what I'm saying, postmodern home that looks nice as hell, you feel me? And, you know, it cuts to a small child in Lawrence. Oh, cute. And the baby say something first, hey, Issa! Just happy as hell to see it. And she puts her things down. He was like, hey, birthday girl. You know, da-da-da. All this, that, and the third, and they're making a cake. And what a way, like, oh, that's a way to that's a way to come home. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> we we've been thinking about you all day. All day. He him too. You understand? Oh, huh? I, too. I love it. Cause it's like, how can you be mad at, at the kid? You know what I'm saying? And it's her birthday. She's home. He's decorated this cake for her. He spelled her name in a, in a very cute, you know, cute, lovable way. She's gave him a hug, you know. She embraces. The, the, the step-momness of it all, you know? He wants some ice cream to go around with this cake before dinner, you feel me? Um, Lawrence is cheesing, big cheesing, big smiles. And then she goes to the bathroom. And 
Molly calls her. Molly is literally in fucking Greece, <laughs> sitting on sitting on the edge of a motherfucking beautiful fucking view behind her. She is sick of her nigga already, <laughs> even though he been blowing her back out every day of the trip. She has barely been able to see Greece because she keep taking them long ass naps after the little, you know, after that little wop wop, go wop wop, you know. So here we are. And I think it, it gave us a elongated moment of her in front of the mirror by herself to see if she was going to, you know, if the mirror woman was going to come back. And she never did. And she just talks, tells her, you know, um, I, don't, I hope everybody recognized she did have a ring on her finger. So that's what me and this girl was going back and forth about. She did have a ring on her finger. Wait, at first I was at first I was like, are they going to end it with Issa getting proposed to? But then like, like I noticed that when Molly was like, you know, like she said something, she was like, is that what I'm going to have to get used to? And I was like, oh, she's she's engaged. Yeah. What what you got to get used to? You already got a nigga. You live with him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Get used to getting married. Yes. Yes. We got it all. And then she just walks away and Molly makes a joke about she really believes her pussy is broken this time, which is just a beautiful callback. Like, oh, now it's a joke. Yeah, now it's a joke. <laughs> Please. Love yeah. that. And you just yeah, it just and it just fades out. It just fades to black with that mirror empty now. You know? And Wild. It's 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 and you know, we can we can close out with 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 a with a handful of final words. Uh but I I I will go last. Uh let's start with uh with you, Ty. Tell me what has not only this show, this particular season, but this show as a whole really done for you uh, creatively, whatever way that you really want to say, you know, how does this show really impacted you? Oh, man, I feel like I'm going to cry. Go Um, ahead. Yeah, me too. Because I've been thinking about this shit since it went off. I feel like this show came in like a very, very perfect not so perfect time in my life when I wasn't the happiest. Yeah. So it was be- definitely a breath of fresh air. And it also, it made it for like me and even Janice talked about it, like how we wish we could have been together watching because it was, it was a very focal point of our friendship dynamic because not only was it a show that we love, but it's a show that we also saw not only ourselves, but one, but one another and all our other friends and experiences that we talk about and just, seeing it being put on screen like as a black woman in like a black community to see that yeah um also someone who is from la south central seventh of slots and nifty's hood if you already know about that i love that <laughs> it was always I, I love that it showed where i'm from in the most beautiful way yeah. in the way that i wanted people to see where i'm from and i feel so scared to come to south central it's like Word. yeah like you know, stay dangerous, like as YG would say, or like watch where you're going, as as Nit would say. But at the same time, too, like in the docuseries, he says that it's like, you know, when I tell people I'm from, before this show came on, when I told people I was from South Central 7th and Sloss, and you kind of got a little side eye, people are like, dang, like you live in the hood and stuff like that, which is valid. But also there's so many beautiful things about South Central. And I love that she highlighted that so much. Yeah. And it, it brought me so much pride to like, get hype and talk about it and and do things like that and just even when people talk about it it's like you know people can say like dang like that's crazy like you're from you know that part but overall I think Insecure was something for everybody it 
was, you know, seeing themselves on screen, whether if it's like you're a black man or black woman, she talked about things that a lot of people were too scared to talk about or kind of felt taboo from men with mental health, men with insecurities, women toggling back and forth about what, you know, what decisions and stuff like that can be. And even like in the workforce for Molly, I know that was big for me, like, especially being someone who is always in like a white focused um, area, which I still am in, but I, you know, have now working with some, a company that I really enjoy, but overall, I think this series is something that is going to forever. Like you said, Rodney be evergreen. It's something that we will always look to. That will be something that you can always go back and it's going to be a great time and great memories. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that the cast and the showrunners and the directors and everybody a part of Insecure, I can't keep saying it enough, has made something that was much more important than what they thought it was. And they made it a, a huge community. And I swear to God, if this show does not get a goddamn award, I am cussing everybody out on Twitter. But yeah, um, if anybody from the creators of Insecure hear this, I just want to tell them thank you. And this was just an amazing series and I wish it didn't end, but I think this series finale was very, very beautifully put together. But yeah, very sad though. Mm, I appreciate that time. That was, that was good. That was good. What about you, sis? Oof. Um, yeah, I was about to say, what is it? How it impacted us? Yeah. What it's done? Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah. So, Aside of being called Issa every day for my friends on an all basis, I definitely, I don't know. It just, I've been following Issa Ray yeah. since October. Yeah, yeah, let's start there too. Yeah. I've been watching her as a creative person, as a person who's like worked with what she's had, <laughs> the running joke of like, I'm going to work with what I got. Yeah. <laughs> right. The best yeah. I can with what I got. Yeah. Like Wednesday, watching her story and how ten years ten years ago this woman was making videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has this insane ass deal with this iconic ass show. You know what I mean? Like and all like and putting black and brown and people of color at the forefront of an industry that wanted to see us in the back is so inspiring by itself mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that this uh, this show was only a, a pedestal for her and that's mm-hmm. crazy to think um, this show though has meant so much for me personally because of how Taya mentioned it I personally you know moving away literally when the show was getting announced literally yeah. when the show yeah. being able to hold on to my friendships through this and like you know even though the show wouldn't you know we had a whole year the show would be out for all of two two and a half months yeah but look for like you know make sure that we can talk through those times or like yeah. you know discuss it and our personal experiences and you know really just have honest discourse with each other i just think it, it's done so much with just being honest with where you are yeah uh, um, and that's that's always really hard for me. It's just being really, really candid about, you know, where where you really are in life and that everything, again, is not linear. It's not simple. It's not easy. And there is no one way to do it. It's yeah. just so it was just so beautiful to me to not see just the regular black girl archetypes that they try and give us yeah. uh, in our stories. Right. Like you yeah. get to see 
all the, you know, you get to see the standardized, like, you know, the traditional types that they've given us, but you get to see all these different uh, parts and pieces and, you know, you get to, like, they get to expose parts that you never thought of and just build out. I've seen so many great conversations opening, opening up so many dialogues about just the, the experience of being a black person. Luckily, I think we've all went to HBCU. So we kind of got that a little early. Um, but just having people be exposed to that, uh, that dynamic is just, it was so empowering. Um, yeah. Again, I personally think that insecure as writers kind of followed me and my friends. Um, right? I really do. Um, but I, I, I'm just thankful to see that we can be represented. Right. Um, yeah. And I hope and as they said in the in the doc, which I hope everybody watches, is that there's been so many shows, even just in the past couple of years, that have been able to pop off because of this show. And I'm, sure. I'm just expecting more and more of it. But I'm really sad to see it go because, like, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> I mean, we <laughs> yeah, we got something to talk about, but I got you, though. <laughs> yeah, what's our thing now? Like, yeah, what do we corral around? I just um, can't believe it's really over. Yeah, it, it, really, it, it really is a lot. And... The way, the way that I, I've really been sitting here ruminating on it, I had to write it down so I would make sure I didn't forget it so I wouldn't cop out on saying what I want to say about this show. And the reason why this show impacted me so much, uh, and also a dual element, a dual, dual answering to this question, the reason why I'm Lawrence Hive, because I don't know if people, it's not for this like superficial uh, because I'm a man-ass thing, but... Um, I think you both know my story very well in terms of just my love life. And um, especially around 2016, you know what I'm saying? Just where I was and how I felt uh, about myself and moving, being a city I'd never been in before, feeling like the city really don't give a damn about me and I don't know how to be in it. Um, certainly was trying my best to find a, I don't know, figure out my way and felt like what I noticed and what I seen and what made me connect so much to Lawrence's character more than anything was being able to honestly see myself, you know, and see a flawed man who, yes, very much loves who the fuck he's with, but was trying and didn't even realize where he fell short um, because he was so consumed by his own things. He was consumed by his own flaws and failures or, or shortcomings. Um, I felt very fucking seen. And it's funny because I, I remember uh, re-watching. I remember re-watching the season finale. To, um, what, was it the season finale to uh, season two? Um, I feel like it was season that finale for season two. I rewatched that with Lena. And we both, we both was emotional because it was like, this was exactly where the fuck I felt. And I think she felt the same. It was like, I didn't know what to do. And like, I didn't know, like, we both didn't know how to be there for each other. And so it was this real, it's, 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 this show has like had real life impact on perspective. Cause it's like, I didn't even have the words. I didn't even have the understanding. I didn't even know. And so I think I was Lawrence high because it's like, I get it. A man can fuck up. Or, or make you feel insecure or uh, make you feel like so many things. It's turn you all the way off. But that person still deserves to be 
um, become the man that he really wants to be and be with the person he really wants to be with, to keep fighting, to never give up, to so many different things. And I think that was what made me be so drawn to it. But also, that's why I always say <laughs> this is what I would like to happen, but I understand if it if it's just the most ambitious option. You know what I'm saying? Because I just, I'm still, I'm still in the midst of my own personal journey. So it's like, yeah. But it, it, I think that's why I felt so much joy from seeing this ending and seeing how this all came out and seeing him be happy and seeing her be happy because at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you know, um, to put yourself, I think that's what the show did so good at, at showing men in these vulnerable spaces and showing men as being flawed and showing men even being right sometimes or in the right sometimes, which I don't think shows show in a right, in a good way. <laughs> sometimes it's like, yeah, this man is so, it's kind of seen in the right within the elements of the show, but it's really in real world, this doesn't really apply. Like you can't just take some shit you've seen on power and think you can be ghost. It's not gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? But you can literally look at Nathan and assess like, damn, I feel like I act these ways sometimes. Do I need to go and get an assessment? Do I need to go get myself checked out? You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, I was on my on my girl couch for four or five, four or five years. Damn, am I am I depressed? Am I this and that? So I feel like the levels of things they showed and how they showed the depths of how vulnerability affects men um, was something I really needed to see in my damn um, self and um, and get that perspective of how you being in that position affects everybody else around you. And, um, and I'm just so glad that it ended up being, you know, a fucking uh, story to tell, a story to talk about. And um, I think it, it truly, from a creative standpoint, because I am a person who wants to continuously grow my level of production and creativity and um, and getting into that world of like screenwriting and things like that. So it's very much affirmed so many things about, oh, so I could probably write from my own perspective and it'd be good enough. I could write from this thing and this thing and it'd be a story that is relatable. Um, and I think that's what Issa Rae did for a lot of people. She didn't give us something that, she didn't have to give us something that was jumping the shark and some fantastical, we got fairies and dragons and shit like that in this, for this to be a hit show for us. It was his show for us just because we seen ourselves, you know? And that was really enough. And that's really all you got to do. If the bare minimum is that we going to make sure niggas feel this, then every how you show up, how you make it happen, it's really up to you. Um, but that's what the show really did for me. And I think I'm, I'm going to miss it, but I'm going to always have it at the same time because I'm going to always revert back to, you know, the lessons I learned, the moments where I was at, and like, and it is very symbolic that we all are going into our phase of our year of 29 soon. Um, and here we are, you know, but it's, and it, it's so it makes it even more impactful because it's like from 29 and beyond shit was up for Issa. So for anybody listening who feels like they're in the same age range, rage, age group, whatever, or even if you're not, um, definitely taking the lessons in to be able to see that like ultimately it's getting out your own way. You know, it's getting out your own way and believing in the process and also betting on yourself, taking a risk. So many different things that this whole show showed us. Uh, not being um, afraid to use your resources and ask for fucking help. Let your friends help you. Uh, uh, humbling yourself about, you know, your ability and what you do know and what you don't know. Um, but also being confident in the ability that you have. Like standing up in that shit like, hey, yeah, well, I can be meek and be like, I don't know, I'm here to learn. But also stand up and be like, no, I know what the fuck I'm doing and that's why I'm here. Uh, just understanding how to balance that out. And I feel like this show has done 
so fucking much. I swear to God, it's done so much. Um, but I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all for coming in, coming on, for staying up this late. Because I know I'm, I'm cut, I done cut into y'all full-blown bedtimes, but, you know, I had to get it. Because I love Issa so much. And when we have our yacht shit with her, you know what I'm saying, in the near future, we can talk about this. We can hash this out. Like, hey, you go listen to the episode we made with you, about you, or whatever. You can, anytime. Right. Whatever you ready, you know what I'm saying? We can talk about it over brunch next week because, you know. I know my obsessive ass be like, I'm trying to stay on your calendar, Issa. I'll be, I'll be here wherever you need. <laughs> Where you need. <laughs> you, you meet, you want to meet you at Hilltop? I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll stand my, vac- I'll stand my time in LA. I could do that. Mm-hmm. I could do that. <laughs> I was, was going to say though, something that you said, Roddy, that like, I want to echo again is that I think Issa, and again, I, I know this is Issa's show and I know it's everybody else, but I, I want to say like, you know, like anybody can shoot me in the foot if I say this, but I think of this era that we in that we are in, I feel like Insecure is one of the top, if not only show where I feel like I can play it for somebody and they will see themselves. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it is a show to where they beautifully captured different elements of people within the black community in the brown community. Mm-hmm. Like Steph, especially highlighting people of color, but even if Let's just, I don't want to say devil's advocate, but let's just take away from that. Like, if you're watching this, you can see yourself or see somebody that you love and know that has had certain elements of those things and stuff like that. I think this is one of the, like, again, like, I can be biased, one of the only shows that allowed our generation, the Black the black and brown community like you can literally like i said you can throw this onto anybody a man a woman someone who's single someone who's married it's complicated when it comes to their work or entrepreneur nine to five or whatever they can watch it and they can say that they see a part of themselves or have experienced that or know somebody that looks like Issa, that looked like molly that looked like lawrence that looked like nathan or Tiffany or Kelly or anything like that, or even a mall and stuff like that. I just think that it was just a well-rounded, beautiful series that, again, it's going to be very evergreen that Mm -hmm. you can put in front of anybody. And I wish they would say it's not a bomb-ass fucking show. Mm -hmm. That's word. That's word. And that's a good way to, that's a good way to wrap this thing on up. Um, uh, please, please let everyone know, ladies, how they can follow you, how they can keep up with you, how they can support you. Is anything that you would like to let them know of at this time? Please let us know. Um, you guys can follow me on everything on Ty is Typing. I am very wholesome and family oriented on Instagram. I pop my shit and talk a lot of stuff on Twitter. So if you want to get my personality, go on Twitter. Um, and then if you want to see a little bit about my visual side, my humor, you know, follow me on TikTok. I don't really post that much, but I post some parts of me. So, yeah. What about you, sis? Um, you guys can just follow me at just Janice. And that's not just j- like my name, but like that, And that's on everything all socials, literally, that's how you can find me. Um, if you follow those, you will find out whatever else I have going on. Hey, hey. Um, and if you don't know, you should know. You can follow the Simply King podcast everywhere at the Simply King pod on IG. Um, go and like the Facebook page of the Simply King podcast. You can find it pretty easily. 
You can follow me everywhere at Kings underscore memoirs for all things, you know, black wellness, uh, lifestyle, and just um, just expression and cool shit. You feel me? A lot of stuff happening, a lot of pivoting happening. Let me know what y'all think of all the new things coming to that page. But also to uh, make sure that you follow my uh, business page at Life is King and come and create with us. Uh, we uh, provide creative production services as well as digital marketing uh, assets for anyone who needs them for whatever it is, completely custom. Go check out the website. Go check out the page. Uh, and make sure you share this shit. Because like I say, always, this is family-sized content. And you'd be mad as hell if you sat there and ate that whole bag of chips. And it'd be like fried pickle-flavored chips, no less. It'd be like, weird. you know, Lay's got crazy-ass flavors. But I digress. Share this is all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, this has been this has been the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. Uh, this has also been the damn insecure, just oh, overall insecure finale, all insecure in general. Um, wrap up, damn, it's all it's, it's done. Put a fork in it, and I'm gonna miss you. I love you, Issa. I love y'all too. Let's go. <laughs> See y'all again. See y'all next year. Peace. Bitch, I'm on and on. You gonna press me now? Bitch, you gonna stress me out and cuss me out. I had my fair share of women. Feelings don't catch me now. Don't act like I'm average. You want me home. I get you what you want. Superstar status. you want me alone. You me up when I was down. It's not that I'm over you